Hello and welcome to Hot Girls Code, a podcast all about software development and being a woman in tech. I am your host, Orti. And I'm your host, Lola. Today, we are talking all about Agile. Agile is a super popular software development methodology, and it's something you hear about a lot in the tech industry. It's all about the processes or how we do things to develop software. It's basically an approach to project management and product management. Agile is a really valuable concept for anyone who works in the software industry to know, so you can understand how software teams work. It's also really important to understand the purpose behind Agile and the value it brings, you know, rather than feeling like you're just ticking some boxes and and going to meetings because you have to. Yes, totally. Now, this episode is dropping just before Christmas, so if you're listening in the week we released, Merry Christmas! Woo! And if uh, it's not Christmas for you anymore, you can continue on. Just ignore us. <laughs> Just ignore us. <laughs> to begin today, we'll go into what software development methodologies even are, because that is such a mouthful. And we'll also go through some popular ones from the past. These will help us to form a picture of how Agile came to be. We'll then move on to discussing all things Agile. We'll be unpacking what exactly Agile is by summarizing the Agile Manifesto. And during this time, we'll also talk about how Agile is used day to day in the life of a software developer. Let's start with jargon term number one, software development methodologies. So this is just a fancy way of saying a process or a series of processes used in software development that help give us structure. And you know, if you're like me and you love structure, you, you won't question why we have these, but let's say you don't like structure. Having the structure of a methodology to follow is really beneficial because it gives us a sequence of steps to follow that can help guide us through each stage of development. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. I love frameworks that tell me exactly what I need to do. So I have to do, I get to do less thinking myself. So big fan. So now that we understand what a software development methodology is, let's talk about a popular methodology from the past in order to understand Agile and why it came to be. The big thing before Agile is a little thing called Waterfall. I love these names. They're so fun and they're so like badass, you know, like agile, waterfall, like, ooh. Like the single word, agile, waterfall, like it really, it gets straight to the point. You You can tell they thought about how, you know, the marketing would look around all of this. I reckon they spent like half of the time just coming up with the names, the other half of the time thinking of the actual process. Coming up with a name is the worst. (laughs) Anyway, waterfall is a project management approach, just like agile is, but things are done in a very different way. So waterfall is a sequential process. You do phase one, then once that's done, you do phase two, and then once that's done, you move on to phase three, et cetera, et cetera. And each phase is completely wrapped up before the next one begins. With waterfall, there's a big focus on upfront planning. So you figure out all your requirements at the beginning of the first phase, and then these can't change in later phases. Because of this, waterfall works really well in industries like construction, where you have to have a clear picture of the final product, and you need to have the requirements figured out right from the start. So for example, if you're making a building, you need to figure out exactly how many kilograms of concrete you need, how tall the building's going to be, and how many window panes you need. These things aren't going to change throughout construction. You're not going to be like, cool, let's just chuck another window up there for fun. I mean, you could, but I don't think it's recommended. I I don't think that's how construction (laughs) works. (laughs) So what you're saying is waterfall only works if clients don't expect to make changes to the scope of the project after it's started. Exactly. 
but we know that not all industries are as structured and planned out as construction has to be. Software is dynamic and changing all the time. Yeah, so like the app updates you have on your phone and the new features that come along with them. Yeah, there are always things to add and change in like apps and websites. Software isn't like a building where you just build it and it's done. Let's not talk about building renovations. That, that's a whole other thing. That doesn't fit into this like metaphor. <laughs> but with software, you have to keep iterating, getting feedback from users and making improvements to the code. So what if your requirements change midway through? Well, with Waterfall, you can't do anything. You just have to keep building the wrong thing, which doesn't sound ideal. And this is clearly why TLC told all of us to not go chasing waterfalls back in the 90s. That song was clearly talking about the software development industry and was well ahead of its time. Very ahead of its time. So this is where Agile comes in. In the scenarios where you don't know all your requirements up front and where things might change as you get going. Agile is a completely different approach to project management that is a more flexible, iterative process that does all of the planning, design, and implementation in shorter repeating cycles. So you don't need to have all your requirements locked in at the start and you're able to adapt to change easily. Now we understand the background of older software development methodologies like Waterfall, and we see why Agile was invented and how some industries need to adapt to change, but what exactly is Agile? The definition of the word Agile means to be able to move quickly and easily, like Leopards are very fast and agile. Thanks, Google Dictionary, for that lovely example. <laughs> it's the same meaning here. The main thing to know about Agile is that it is iterative. It's all about responding to changing requirements and doing so quickly. It's probably easiest to understand with an example. So let's say you release a feature on your website that includes some black text on a dark blue button, and you release this on Monday. By Wednesday, you get lots of feedback from customers that they do not like this new button because they can't read the text. I mean, who puts black text on a dark blue button? There must not have been a designer involved here. <laughs> By Friday, your team releases a new change to turn the text on the button white so it's easier to read. What we did here was we rapidly changed and worked in an iterative manner to best please our customers. And this is being agile. By comparison, in Waterfall, our requirement, the black text on the blue button, can't change and it's pretty inflexible. Agile is especially useful in software where things are rapidly changing and we need to react quickly. Agile recognizes this and provides methodology, which we know just means a bunch of processes, for teams to work with change. Being agile is about thinking through how you can understand what's going on in the environment that you're in today identify the uncertainty you're facing, and figure out how you can adapt to that as you go along. So that's what Agile is. But you can't talk about Agile without talking about the Agile Manifesto. Well, the word manifesto is so intense, it makes it sound like a cult that you're joining. Um, you heard it here first, everyone. Agile is a cult. Right, it does. Like, manifesto is a very scary kind of word. I feel like I'm being indoctrinated right now. <laughs> <laughs> well... Lucky for us, the Agile Manifesto has nothing to do with a cult. Yeah, sorry. Oh, and, and Yeah, I know you guys were worried, so I thought I'd clear that up first. So it's basically just formalized what Agile is and forms the basis of what an Agile mindset looks like. The story of how the Agile Manifesto was created is actually really wholesome as well. A group of 17 software people went away for a ski trip in Utah in 2001. 
They were hoping they could agree on what is a good way of doing software development. They agreed that the problem was that companies were so focused on excessively planning and documenting their software development cycles that they truly lost sight of what actually mattered, which was pleasing their customers. I wonder how much skiing they did on this weekend away. Like, did they come up with the name Agile because that's what they wanted to be on the ski field? Yes, <laughs> speedy. <laughs> and, like, who writes a manifesto on a ski trip? Like, next ski trip I'm on, I'm just going to have to write my own manifesto. It'll be Cycle, the manifesto. And it sounds like a period tracking thing, but okay, yeah. Um, box, <laughs> box, box. Okay, box. That's the box. new greatest man manifesto. You heard it here first, people. It'll, it'll come to be. It'll come to be. <laughs> but from the ski trip in Utah, they developed the Agile Manifesto, which contains 12 principles and four values that these 17 bigwigs in software agree are conducive to good software development. Instead of individually going into each principle and value, because who has the time? Not me. <laughs> um, we're instead going to do a high-level overview of the general concepts that the Agile Manifesto emphasizes as important and provide some examples of what these concepts actually look like in practice. We've summarized Agile into six key concepts. Responding to change, delivering working software frequently, focusing on people, catching up daily with your team, reflecting regularly, and simplicity. This is just a summary of what we take away from the Agile Manifesto and how we've seen it manifest in our careers. Manifest, I see what you did there. I'm just so funny, I know. Comedy gold, <laughs> so right here. What a good pun. Getting us back on track, firstly and arguably the most important concept in Agile is the ability to respond to change. It's actually the first value of the Agile Manifesto and is literally the definition of the word Agile. In practice, this means welcoming changing requirements, even late in development. We don't want to say, oh, I already implemented it this way, so we can't change it, no matter how badly we want to. We have to recognize that requirements may change and we have to change with them. Yeah, you've got to have the ability to pivot when we learn new information. Like the black text on the dark blue button, once we learned new information about how users couldn't read the button, we pivoted and changed the text color to white. No matter how late in development the requirement changed, in this case, after the product was already released. So in Agile, we prioritize being able to respond to change over following a plan exactly. And you can see how that is completely the opposite to Waterfall, where you have your plan at the start and you stick to it no matter what. Let's talk through another example. Think about Santa and all his little elves working hard all year to make presents for all the good little boys and girls. What if little Timothy was on the naughty list at the start of the year, but made it to the good list before Christmas Eve? Obviously, the elves have to be agile and welcome the changing requirement of who gets a gift and who doesn't, so they can produce the right amount. I'm so glad that Santa is implementing agile with his elves. That's when you know you've made it. Maybe soon he'll be implementing box. <laughs> The new methodology, sure. you know, that I'm going to make on my ski trip. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> I can't wait. To summarize our first concept, in Agile, we welcome changing requirements throughout the development process, and we prioritize responding to change over following a plan if that means getting a better product to our customers. Next, another key aspect the Agile Manifesto brings up is the importance of delivering working software frequently. 
Working software just means a tested piece of software that delivers value to the end user. Basically, some code that does a thing correctly. To make it super clear, working software is different from complete software. Working software doesn't have to be fully finished to bring value to the end user. In Agile, working software is the primary measure of progress. This means having working pieces of code that do something valuable for a user is how we measure how well we're doing. So how often do we deliver these working pieces of software? That's where sprints come in. There are a lot of different ways of being agile, and some of these frameworks include sprints, which is just a set period of time in which a team works to complete a set amount of work. Sprints could be anywhere between one and four weeks, but a common sprint length is two weeks. And the way they come up with this is it's described as short enough to keep the team focused, but long enough to deliver a shippable chunk of work. Yeah, you basically want to deliver some kind of value to customers within the sprint, some piece of working software. Lots of teams also have sprint goals, which is basically like a goalpost that you're working towards throughout the sprint. It helps your team to stay focused on what key piece of functionality you want to deliver to customers during that sprint. Now, you may be asking, Okay, but why do we need to deliver working software so frequently? That's exactly what I was asking. Well, I have the answer for you, Lola. It comes down to agile principle number one. Our highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. And this is because if we get working software out to customers quickly and continuously, we can get feedback just as quickly and adapt our plans based on this feedback. That means that we can fail fast, and if we're not developing the right thing for our customers, we know that early. For example, let's say you're building an app for people to share recipes, and the only social media you let people share their recipes on is Twitter. You release the initial version of the app and see that no one is sharing any recipes. So then you look at customer feedback and realize, oh... No one uses Twitter anymore since Elon Musk bought it. Well, since Twitter is in the bin now, everyone wants to share recipes on Instagram instead. You made an assumption about your audience, you tested it live on site, and quickly learned that no one uses Twitter anymore. If your team is being agile, you'll be able to quickly respond to your customers' needs, and you'd release an app update that allows your customers to share recipes on Instagram instead, or as well. So let's say that we waited until the entire app was complete before we released it, and this included this big functionality with a Twitter feed integration to see other recipes' tweets. That would have been a massive waste of development time, and you would have only realized months later. But by releasing working software frequently, we get that feedback from users frequently and can make changes accordingly. It's all about trying to fail fast and learn that from that failure quickly. What that means is rather than defining an entire product, building it all and then giving it to customers, you break your product up into bits or increments of work. Then you build each increment, you put it out into the world, get that feedback from customers and then use that feedback to inform the next increment of work. Agile places a big emphasis on uncovering uncertainty early on and experimenting to figure out quickly how to deal with those uncertainties. And even though failing fast sounds kind of like a bad thing to do, we just want to note this is actually a really good thing because if you fail quickly, you know quickly, like, that's a bad idea. If you fail slowly, then you're just kind of kicking a dead horse for a long time. You just drag out the pain for no reason. Exactly, that's not what we want. Frequently delivering working software is useful when you're working on a big new piece of functionality or feature. 
You might make some assumptions about what users want. You might even do user interviews where users tell you they want a certain thing. But when you start actually releasing the initial parts of the software you're building, you might learn that a bunch of users actually want this totally different functionality. And that is why delivering working software frequently is so important in Agile. Just like how the origin story of the Agile manifesto is wholesome, Agile itself can be pretty wholesome too. There is a big focus on people, and that's what we're going to be talking about next. One of the Agile Manifesto's values is literally people and interactions over processes and tools. This means, for example, that you care more about what an individual member on your team is doing, rather than just whether or not they've logged their work on your team's management tool, like Jira. There's a really wholesome quote from the Manifesto website about how the people writing it, quote, all felt privileged to work in a group of people who held a set of compatible values, a set of values based on trust and respect for each other, and promoting organizational models based on people, collaboration, and building the types of organizational communities in which we would want to work. Oh, it's so wholesome. I love that focus on like making places that people actually want to work as opposed to, you know, just people kind of feeling forced to like they have to you know and like it's so easy to be like oh yeah we're just gonna go make the best product but it's like hey we also want to we know that like a happy team is needed to make the best product a happy team is more productive than an unhappy team and i love how agile really like hones in on that yeah another way the focus on people is clear is through this concept of self-organizing teams unlike traditional processes and businesses that involve a lot of hierarchies and bosses telling you what to do with Agile, you have self-organizing teams, which basically means team members are completely responsible for assigning and tracking their own work and progress. So you get to pick what you do. Yay! For example, if you're a full-stack developer and you struggle with backend, you might want to pick up a backend ticket to become better at it. Or you might want to never pick up a backend ticket because you hate it. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, guess what? You're in a self-organizing team and you can do that. As long as there's someone else to pick up the other tickets. <laughs> You'd hope so. <laughs> Just one ticket, no one ever picks no it up. Picks nope. It up. <laughs> So these self-organizing teams are also cross-functional, which means they have team members with a bunch of different specialities, like software developers, testers, designers, product owners, or delivery leads. Cross-functional teams help improve communication and collaboration. So for example, if you're a software developer working on a piece of front-end software to make a website pretty, you can update your team on your progress at stand-up and your team's designer can know that they will need to review your work soon to make sure it meets the design specifications. The manifesto also emphasizes sustainable development, which I love. This means that an agile team should be able to maintain a constant pace indefinitely. So for example, if someone is working ridiculous hours or working overtime, that is not sustainable and you will get burnt out. That is not agile. And we love a bit of work-life balance here, you know? Whenever I see a team member commenting on a Jira ticket at like 10 p.m. at night, I call them out in meetings and I tell them, please don't work so late. It, like it literally gives me anxiety, I hate it. Makes me feel so bad. I think of them like staying up late and feeling pressured and I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. I know, I'm like nine to five, that's it, it's all, it's all we need. And that is a bit about how Agile has a real focus on people at its heart. So far, we've talked about responding to change, delivering working software frequently, and focusing on people. 
Now, another key concept underpinning Agile is the idea of catching up daily with your team because it's all about working together. One popular way software teams do this is through a ceremony called stand-up, which we mentioned earlier on. These are super quick meetings, normally held in the morning, and they go no more than 15 minutes. So they're, they're super short. And stand-up is designed to quickly inform everyone of what's going on across the team. I'm pretty sure when stand-up was first invented, everyone like stood up as well, right? Yeah, this was pre-pandemic days when people didn't just like dial into a stand-up, yeah. Yeah, now everyone just sits at their computers looking yeah. at a screen. Yeah, and they, it's okay. you can't really call it what, like sit down? Down. Well, you know, the reason it was called stand-up was we were meant to stand up and that way the meeting couldn't go too long because people couldn't get too comfortable. Mm, yeah, I like that. I like that. Some do go on a bit too long. <laughs> so usually everyone in the team goes around and says what they worked on the previous day, what they plan to work on today, and they talk about anything that's stopping them from being able to get their work done. And these are also known as blockers. And we just wanted to highlight that this is not just updating like a product owner or a delivery manager. It's a time to update your whole team and get the help you need or catch any funky stuff going on. For example, I once worked with someone who believed that stand-up was just for updating delivery, like our delivery manager, and they never listened to other people's updates. And then later on, they were actually working on something that was unintentionally blocking someone. And when I pointed it out, they were like, wait, but how did you know that? And I was like, because I listen at stand-up and you don't. It's so interesting because I feel like people have this idea that it's like for product and delivery but actually it's for the other developers so you know like oh I can help you out with that if you're struggling like I did that last week or you know it's like those like ad hoc conversations. It's almost like communication helps people to deliver better because they know what's going on. No way. <laughs> That's crazy. Alongside stand-ups, the Agile Manifesto emphasizes the importance of catching up regularly to reflect on how the team is going and what changes can be made to the team's processes in order to become more effective. This is often done in a ceremony or meeting called a retrospective. A retrospective, also known as a retro, is all about a team reflecting on what did and didn't work well in the sprint. It isn't about the work they did, it's about the team processes in place and reflecting if they are working or if there's a better way to do this. It's normally a pretty wholesome ceremony and it's definitely a safe space. It isn't just a time for people to complain, it is about bringing up issues and then actually creating actions to resolve them. The typical structure is you can start off with a nice icebreaker to get everyone comfortable and ready. We love doing fun drawing games or activities to help us to get to know each other. Two truths, one lie, you know, classic icebreakers. <laughs> you then talk about things that went well, things that didn't go so well, and share improvement ideas you have. But this is also a super flexible format and you can add different questions or different categories for people to discuss. And you can also change this based on how your team's going at the moment. So for example, if one process in your team isn't going particularly well, you might want to alter your retro to have a specific focus on that. I love to add shout outs to my retro so that people can, you know, show appreciation to people on the team. Yes, I feel like that's one of the best places to like recognize your team members and give everyone a chance to be wholesome and give each other some shout outs. So wholesome and so fun. And like one of the other ways you can make it fun is do a fun themed one. Like one that I love to do is a Harry Potter themed one. 
Oh my god, yes. I actually remember being in your Harry Potter themed retro and I remember it was very fun. I've actually iterated over it and reused it and made oh, it better each time. It over. Yeah. Well, how agile of you. <laughs> so meta agile, you know. <laughs> but I, I love doing themed retros. I've done a Mario Kart retro, a Pokemon retro, a superhero retro, and you can make them really quite fun. So I often get my squads to do wee drawing games. Like the other week we did um, drawing a Pokemon that you've felt like this sprint. And it's pretty entertaining what people come up with. Like, there's a lot of creativity um, and a lot of Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mood. That's a big mood. I try to do drawing games combined with, like, getting to know each other. So, like, draw your favorite way to relax or draw a happy memory. Like, again, wholesome alert. Honestly, retro is one of my favorite ceremonies meetings. And it's one of my favorite things about Agile. I, in my life and everywhere... I love reflecting and making things better. And I really don't like people being unhappy or working in a way that doesn't work for them or they don't think is the best way to work. So I love that Agile has this built-in space for people to voice that. Or if even if someone is super happy, but there are things that they think, you know, could be even better, I love that you're able to have that space to, you know, throw that suggestion out there and discuss it. And also... It is super satisfying when you're starting up a new team and, you know, working out the growing pains, not entirely functional. And then through retros, you come up with actions and processes. And then in following retros, people are like, hey, you know how we started doing this thing? It's super fun or I think it's working really well. And it's just like, yes, Agile is working. I'm so like, ah, satisfied and happy. To summarize. In Agile, it's important to reflect regularly in order to adjust the team's processes to get better results and work better as a team. And this is often done in retros. The final concept we've summarized from the Agile Manifesto is simplicity. One thing the Agile Manifesto points out is maximizing the amount of work not done, which I think is an interesting way to think about it. It is quite an interesting way to look at it, like maximizing the amount of things you don't do and minimizing the things you do do. So simplicity is all about prioritizing the important things and letting the less important things go. It's about avoiding duplicating work and removing things from scope that won't actually add value to customers. In software, there always is a backlog of things you could do, features you could add to a product, bugs you could fix. But to be honest, like it just doesn't all get done. So it's important to prioritize what will bring the most value to customers and maximize the amount of work that you don't do aka simplicity. So those are the basic concepts from the Agile Manifesto that we felt like had the most relevance in a day-to-day -day role in the tech industry. An important thing to note is these principles existed before the Agile Manifesto was a thing, and people did apply them to software development. The Agile Manifesto just captured these values and formalized them. People then took Manifesto's principles and started applying them to their own work. Today, we have talked all about Agile, We've explained what a software development methodology is, why we shouldn't go chasing waterfalls, don't go chasing, <laughs> why we shouldn't go chasing waterfalls in software development, and why we have to be agile, like a leopard or Santa and his elves. The most, co you know, the most common fundamental agile example, Santa. <laughs> We broke down the Agile Manifesto into six key concepts, which were responding to change, delivering working software frequently, focusing on people, catching up daily with your team, reflecting regularly, 
and simplicity. So hopefully you feel like you understand the basics of Agile and why we work in an Agile way in the tech industry. We'll be taking a short break over Christmas and New Year's and then we'll be dropping our next episode on the 18th of January and that will be all about software internships. So make sure you keep a lookout for when that drops. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a rating and subscribe to Hot Girls Code wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok under at hot underscore girls underscore code to keep up to date with the podcast and learn more about software development and being a woman in tech. Thanks for listening.